Greetings, listeners and patrons, especially Hedwig Carlo and a socialist hobgoblin. Whatever you may have heard about somebody's haberdashery being stolen from, I guarantee you that had nothing to do with it, and if I did, some people have to steal from haberdasheries to cope. That is all. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... The ghost's unfinished business is to get a group of ghost hunters to carry out a series of increasingly convoluted and difficult instructions under the guise of laying it to rest. This guy who died going, if only I'd been a little bit more of an asshole in life. I mean... No one ever said that the unfinished business had to be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. But you get sort of evil unfinished business of, I want to stab that person. You don't really get just, I want to be more of a douchebag. And I feel this is a missed opportunity. Yeah, like, I've always liked the idea of ghosts whose unfinished business is just stuff like, I, I didn't tip the milkman. I, think... I feel like it's a natural ex- escalation of that concept, is just, what's the daftest unfinished business? My unfinished business is I died without anything that I was invested enough in to count as unfinished business. And now I wish to, sp- now I can't rest until I find something that I care about enough not to rest until I fulfilled it. And I, need, I need a moment for that one. <laughs> What you need to do is you need to get the ghost invested in something and then kill them again so they can come back as a ghost a second time. But now they have that unfinished business. See, now we're getting into meta-ghosts. Yeah, this is how where meta-ghosts come from. I'm just wondering, like, could you deliberately make yourself a ghost by starting some big project when you know you're about to die? It's, it's an interesting method of immortality. Like, oh, I've, I've, I've been diagnosed with a terminal disease. Time to start this 5,000-piece jigsaw. I Honestly, I think it's funny if, oh, no, my car swerved off the road. Time to start this 5,000-piece jigsaw. My, I car just... swerving, my car's swerving off the road in my last moments of consciousness. I'm going to sign up for Duolingo. I love, I, I want this necro, this like, you know, bargain bin necromancer who always has a 5,000 piece jigsaw in them. Oh, in them? Who always has a 5,000 piece no. jigsaw. The unfi- power of the jigsaw. My unfinished business is to, together. My unfinished business is to stop having a jigsaw inside me. Anyway, they always have a 5,000 piece jigsaw on them. And like just any time they're like they're about to die, they just pull it out and start making things. That's the only necromancy they know. My question is, are you allowed to like undo the pieces of the jigsaw later, like Penelope with her weaving? Or is there a point where you pull it out and you realize there's only one piece left? This is why you have multiple jigsaws. But this is my thing. Eventually, like, if you just start a new one when the other one starts getting close to being completed, 
then that isn't that you haven't completed it. That's that you've abandoned it. And I, th- hmm. I know that it's semantics at this point, but this whole thing is semantics. Yeah, I think what I, so. This is why you only start the jigsaw when you're sure you're out to die. Like the jigsaw is magically enchanted, so you can only open a box if you're going to die in the next five minutes. I like that. I like the idea of pulling it out of your pack and accidentally opening it and just being like, oh shit. <laughs> like, There's someone else in the room. I like this like needlessly horrifying magic item. <laughs> You just you just have it at home, and then you accidentally drop your jigsaw, and it opens, and then you get to have five minutes of like, what the fuck is going on before a wolf bursts out of your closet? But the important part is you do need to start the jigsaw while hmm. you're going. What the I, hell is going? I on? also do like the unfinished business doesn't need to be anything you're invested in. It just has to literally be anything you left unfinished. Like, my my unfinished business is to record one million podcast episodes. I think I would like to have a character whose unfinished business was to find a route to immortality. Mm. Like, I feel like my unfinished business is not to die. Is like... There's a reasonable ghost idea in there somewhere. See, the thing is, not to die to me is... It's less an unfinished business than a thing you're trying to avoid. But if it's finding, you know, mm. the elixir of life... Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, finding that's a method... something more active. It's something achievable, you know? I feel finding a method of immortality works. Like I guess this is a question of like at what point does it does it constitute an unfinished business? Like so you have the classic ghost, I want to come back to protect my loved ones. But is that different from my unfinished business is I hope is nothing bad happening to my loved ones? I feel like what we need is some ability to petition the Raven Queen and ask for the rules on this. Mm. Because this is this is complicated. Plus, there is the question of because one of the ones you said was come back and protect your loved ones. Mm. Is that an unfinished business, or is that just a separate goal for after you die? Yeah, like if my unfinished business is after I die, I want to. I don't think that counts personally. Hmm. Yeah. What like, do you think? Like, I feel it has to be something that you were. You are actively working towards while alive. Although, although, so suppose you die. Mm-hmm. You you go to whatever afterlife there is. You're then resurrected. Can you have reverse unfinished business? Well, like if you get you get resurrected, and then if you complete it, you just die again. Yeah. You get resurrected, but you can exist intangibly in the afterlife, and if you complete it, you die. This is a second way of a reverse ghost.
like you're just so you're just alive and you just have your life and every so often you're just like oh sorry i need to go haunt a house in purgatory and then you vanish and then you come back and like sorry about that okay but if you if you'd been a ghost for long enough that that's all you remember imagine how terrifying a human would be like it's this thing you can block it out with something as simple as a wall but it'll keep trying to find a way in because mm. I, I don't feel like ghosts are pursuit predators. They're more ambush predators. Yeah. Whereas humans will just go. And firstly, I like that ghosts and humans are different um, species now. And secondly... I feel, I feel like they're different enough that you can treat them differently. And also, like, yeah, just... Ghosts don't remember, like, humans, and they're just occasionally like, what the fuck? Why can't you walk through a wall? What if... Dumbass. You know the obviously ridiculous theory about um, cats thinking that we're just helpless kittens? Yeah. What if ghosts think that humans are just really bad ghosts? Is that so why they're trying keep, to is teach that why, walk through walls? Is that why ghosts keep trying to kill people? I think so. They're like, no, you need to leave behind the corporeal form. Look, Here, you're, all covered, you're all covered in meat. Take that meat off immediately. You just look silly. Just like that's the question of like why why would ghosts kill someone? Because um, if they're evil ghosts, that just means they've now made the person they killed able to punch them in the face. But they they want to help you also achieve your true potential as a ghost. Yeah, it's like, like you a got, pyramid scheme. Like you're all this <laughs> the afterlife is a pyramid scheme is a great um, idea, and I think it might be one we've done. It it is, but I, I'm bringing it back. Let's do it. It's only a pyramid scheme if it's in Egypt. Otherwise, it's sparkling multi-level marketing. Um, but yeah, to get back to the actual idea, the idea of a ghost subfinish business just being maximum mischief is very pleasing. But yeah, I feel but... like I feel like for it to fit like a classic unfinished business, one of the ghost hunters would have to have screwed them over in some way. Mm. Like maybe it's a the ghost hunter was indirectly responsible for that person's death, and that's why they're messing with them. I think it has to be like they screwed most of it in a really petty way. Like, because if someone was, you know, responsible for my death, I'd probably do more than mischief. But it was just like, aha, it's me, the ghost of the person who got the lead role in the school nativity in year six, over, like after you. No. Yeah, the ghost of the person who you got the lead role in the in the nativity in year six, rather than me, you know. The ghost of the person who you beat in an eBay auction. Yeah, like never even met. Yeah, it's just it's it's your standard vengeful ghost, except instead of going after its killer or anything like that, it's just going over people who very mildly annoyed it. What if it's someone that killed you, but in a really like. Only if you're really stretching the definition. Like, well, you defrauded my granddad, which meant that we had to go live in poverty, and then I died from poor living conditions, so you killed me. I would count that as killing me. I feel it has to be something like, I was killed in a car crash and you invented cars. 
I'm pretty sure the inventor of cars is already dead. That's what you think. Oh, so this is a fantasy land. Like, you know, maybe cars were only recently invented. Like, I oh, fell okay. off... See, see, I was interpreting it as like a Monster of the Week type game. Oh, that is also possible, yes. Like, I fell off a building and died, and I noticed you've been making breakthroughs in gravity research, you traitor. Like, <laughs> like that kind of thing. I was killed in a war, and you once posted on Facebook that you support the troops. There's something, like, I feel it could be either weirdly tragic or utterly hilarious of a ghost who is so desperate to find someone that they can blame for their death that they're just going to these ridiculous lengths. I think it's kind of both, and isn't that the best kind of RPG yeah. character? I also like, I was murdered, I don't know who the murderer is, but like, it was probably you, I've never trusted your face. <laughs> if, if, if any of my friends were going to murder me, it would be you, let's be honest here. You were the last person to see me ar alive. I died of a brain aneurysm, but you were the last one to see me alive. I have a brain aneurysm, and I notice you have a brain coincidence. <laughs> Weird ghost conspiracy theorist. See, that is a character I would like to play. I may have to make that a Monster of the Week NPC. I died doing what I loved, and you are someone I loved, so it's your fault. Oh no! Um, I I think that's a good a good point to move on to questions. Yeah. So our first question is from Blatella. Which planes of existence do you think would make the best and worst vacation spots? Insert obligatory material plane is the worst joke here. Here at Polybad RPG Ideas, we have a very firm opposition to real things. Um, <laughs> I feel the elemental plane of fire wouldn't be a good vacation spot. Explain. Like, it's on fire. Good explanation. <laughs> I feel like, generally, if I was like, oh yeah, here's your holiday home, it's on fire, I would probably, like, ask for a refund. I feel like there's a few that would be good for a few minutes, but... Mm. Like, I feel like the Astral Sea would be quite a nice time for a little bit, kind of a sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah. But then you'd realise that there's just nothing. Like, it's yeah. it's a two-week holiday to a sensory deprivation chamber sounds like a good way to go insane. It sort of feels like the kind of thing where you go to, like, you know, a wonderful natural vista and you're like, wow, this really is a beautiful natural vista. And then, like, okay, now what do I do? Just there. <laughs> uh, probably about the idea is we also do have a firm anti-nature stance. The Grand Canyon can get fucked. Um, in terms of planes of existence I'd like to go to, 
Like, the good planes, like, the upper planes are obvious choices, but I feel they're too obvious choices. Like, obviously, you know, the plane of pure happiness is going to be a good place to go on a vacation spot. But I also feel that means it'll be very booked up. Yeah, like, you, you go to the, the plane of pure happiness, and it's just full of very entitled... Yeah. ...other tourists. Like, you know there'd be influencers visiting there. I think I would go to Limbo because, like, you know, it's ex- it's exciting. You don't know what you're gonna get. Um, get to hang out with frog people. You probably fly. I think you can fly. I'm gonna say you can fly. Of course, then there is the chance of being caught and eaten by the frog people. Yeah, there's there's a risk of that anywhere you go. I'd like to visit the Feywild for maybe like a long weekend. Yeah. But I think at a certain point the adrenaline would would wear off and you'd just be like, oh, okay, okay. I think my main issue with going to the Feywild is that I am way too like accommodating. And so I'd very rapidly give away my name, childhood memories, and face. And like to be fair, I'm not using any of them, so like maybe I should go to the Feywild. A pencil. You're using your face right now. That's what you think. We're doing this over recording so Paper doesn't actually know whether or not I have a face. That's true. It was purely extrapolation through what I know of your face. Mm. Yes. Other dimensions that are good. I think the worst vacation spot, like the elemental planes again are bad vacation spots because, you know, you'll die. I think hell is like, hell I feel would be a good vacation spot. But then like you get the bill and it is like 10 times more than you thought it was going to be. And it turns out there's a series of obscure loopholes and minor fees. I think hell would be briefly good because you could do like a Dante's Inferno thing where you just go and watch all the people you don't like suffering. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the lower planes are a good vacation trip if you're really, really spiteful and you all of your enemies are dead. I guess, like, yeah, the Abyss would probably be the worst of the outer planes to go to. That does make sense. Or the one where it's just someone screaming in your ear for an entire dimension. I'd quite like to go on holiday to Mechanus, I think. Yeah. It'd just be, like, all the, all the little robots everywhere. Yeah, I think my main issue is I am way too chaotically aligned that I would be murdered immediately. You, but that's a me. think you could get away with it for just a couple of days? Uh, no, I would start messing with the gears as soon as I landed. I will stick my cane into the gears and then run away giggling as gravity stops working. But yeah, I feel like for people who, other than me, Makarnas would be nice. Like, I think it would be a bit bland, but it would be one of those ones where it's like, you know, everything's been pre-arranged and like tomorrow we're going on a, on a tour here and the day after we're going to this museum. And like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like an all-inclusive steampunk vacation. Yeah, and like, you know, for some people that would be incredibly dull, but like, you know, for some people that's the kind of vacation they like. 
I feel yeah. slightly called out when you said it's all planned and going to museums because that's what I'm doing on my holiday late, later this year. Yeah, a paper is going to Makarnas on holiday later. Uh, I am. We can all wish them a good time. Uh, and if you go to Hades, you just get put in like a crappy house with a bowl of cold porridge and told to have fun. <laughs> By a ghost. What about Shadowfell for like an adventuring? Ooh, I think Shadowfell works as a vacation destination if you're really, really goth. Like, yeah, if if you bring like a Cure album and Black Eyeshadow and all of that, you will have a great time hanging out in the spooky building, uh, lamenting ravens that fill your lungs. Although I feel like Shadowfell's another one that would be full of influencers, just a different aesthetic of influencer. Mm. Like, yeah. you, you cannot move for people taking selfies with the ruins of our world. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think that one's also going to be... Like, everyone who didn't go to the Plane of Pure Happiness went to Shadowfell because they're edgy and different. I think Mount... Yeah, Mount Celestia would probably be okay. Although it would be, like, very, um, also very pre-planned. You know what would be the best place? Bytopia, based purely on the name. Nice. I, I do not know that one. Uh, it, that's because it was removed from the canon for being slightly silly. Uh, it's two dimensions that are just opposite each other, like a sandwich, and one of them is a city and civilization, and the other is a wild, like, nature place. And there are sort of big ladders to help you get between the two. Do you know, that, I feel like... That does sound like a good holiday, though. You can sort of pick mm. and choose exactly how much civilization you want. Yeah, you can stay in the city side and, like, you know, have, like, you know, shops and baths and so forth. And then you go on a little hike up the ladder and go hang out in the wilderness side. And then after you've had enough of being mauled by bears, you can go back to the, um, it's the, it's the gnome home dimension. So it will be full of gnomes. That's fine. It's just glamping, but everything's a little bit small. Yeah. Everything's small and everyone's playing pranks on you. But otherwise, like, you know. If there's too many pranks, you can go up the ladder and go hide up a tree for a bit. So, like, yeah, there you go. Bytopia is the best one. Yeah. And I stand by my claim that the elemental plane of fire is the worst. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. I would not enjoy being on fire. No. Um, uh, we are probably bad opportunities are very opposed to you setting us on fire. You keep making statements on my behalf. We at Proly Radopedias are very in favour of mod pencils, specifically as the best mod. Well, you, you can deal with the inbox from now on, then. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hazel, and I present the Bread and Thread podcast with Liz, also known as Paper from Probably Bad. Um, Bread and Thread is a podcast about food history and domestic history, and generally social history we delve into a lot of different things so if you'd like to know which country has laws against importing sheep what cookbook 
we'll tell you how to make a great martini and also how to survive a nuclear bomb attack, uh, or why you are using a fork right now, then come over to Bread and Thread and give us a listen. You can find us on Spotify or wherever else podcasts are, I don't know. So our other question is from Anseline Online. Um, if you were to play Chuck E. Cheese as a player character, what class would he be? I feel like the obvious answer is Bard, but I don't know if that's too obvious. No, I think like Bard, like music is his job, but I wouldn't say it's his passion, you know. Like that's what he does to pay the bills, but I wouldn't say he's like, yes, music is enough of my passion to become an um, Bard. Well, no, because we, we established on the episode where we talked far too much about Chuck E. Cheese that his passion is just the general concept of birthdays. Yeah, um, I don't know which one that would be. Uh, I'm going to say cleric, but rather than a god, he just worships birthdays. Which domain would that be? Life? Because yeah, you're okay. celebrating still being alive? Yeah, and of course, new life. So yeah, he he's a life cleric, uh, but all of his cleric magic manifests as like you know, party poppers and streamers and birthday cakes. I cannot. I can also see him as a paladin whose oath is just to help people celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a paladin, and uh, if he hears there is a birthday nearby, he will go wish you happy birthday, even if he has to, even if he has to fight through, um, you know, has to fight through an army of orcs. He will make sure you have a happy birthday. He will also make sure each individual orc has a happy birthday before he kills them. His favourite spell is presumably Rite of Passage. Yes. I can... Also, see him as like I like. I, the... I think I'm sticking with Paladin. I I feel like he's, yeah, like, I def- he's I... kind of taken oath. Yeah, I think yeah, he's definitely got some kind of divine magic. We're gonna have to homebrew a birthday Paladin now, aren't we? Probably, and a birthday cleric, maybe. Um, yeah, I think that was a fairly short answer, but there you go. The question? Oh no, Nick has a question. We have an exciting third question. What would Chuck E. Cheese's unfinished business be? Find out who killed his parents. Chuck E. Cheese's Batman. Chuck E. Cheese's Ratman! I 
Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese never had a birthday because Batman killed his parents, and now he's trying to get revenge by becoming Ratman, a better superhero, because unlike Batman, he also serves children at a fast food restaurant. Those are the two things, these are the three things Batman famously doesn't do. Kill, eat his girlfriend out, or um, serve food at a fast food restaurant. You know, I'd forgotten about the eating out thing. Yes, uh, that is the other advantage Chuck E. Cheese has, sorry, Charles Entertainment Cheese has over Batman. Yeah, I feel like the other obvious unfinished business is what uh, is have a birthday. Mm-hmm. Although I do like the idea of like his unfinished business being something completely out of left field. Like Chuck E. Cheese dies and he comes back and he's like, I cannot rest until we have overthrown the bourgeoisie and implemented fully automated communism. He chooses unfinished business is to change his name to something better. He's just never got around to it. Yeah. My unfinished business is to stop being called Charles Entertainment Cheese. To be fair, those are my unfinished business. Pencil real name revealed. I was, I was Chuck E. Cheese this whole time. The real Chuck E. Cheese, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> but yeah, I feel my unfinished business, I think my unfinished business would be to overthrow the bourgeoisie and implement fully automated communism. I like it, it's a long-term goal. Yeah, um, I will keep throwing like plates at people until we stop having billionaires. I like it. Will you just throw them at billionaires or just in general throw plates? Like, I don't, like, ghosts don't seem to have, like, the kind of, I guess, self-awareness to, like, because, um... like, ghosts don't just directly go after their murder murderers. They tend to just hang around in a house yelling at people. So, regrettably, I think I would be throwing um... throwing plates at just random people. That is unfortunate, but understandable. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, the things we say at the end. If you have a question, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com or message probablybadrpgideas on Tumblr. Um, we're also on Twitter as Bad Probably and on Redbubble. As probably bad. I keep forgetting to mention that we have a Redbubble with merch and stuff. Um, you can buy merch and stuff. Yeah, both merch and stuff available on Redbubble. If you want to support us and get access to um, what Patreon exclusive one shots and homebrew and bonus episodes, then you can go to patreon.com slash probably bad RPG ideas and give us some monies, please. So thank you for listening and remember to have a probably bad day. day.